So today is shaping up to be something of a make-or-break day when it comes to the ongoing British Columbia port strike. Both sides in this dispute, those sides being the International Longshore and Warehouse Union of Canada and the BC Maritime Employers Association, will have to decide today whether or not they're going to accept the terms of a settlement that has been recommended to them by a federal mediator. They've been in strike for 13 days now. Um, they were given... 24 hours to review the recommendations ordered by the federal labor minister, Seamus O'Regan, uh, to decide if the deal is acceptable. Uh, and then it has to go to a strike vote or a vote, of course, uh, ratification vote. We've got about 7,500 of them have been on strike since July 1st, and it's shut down more than 30 ports on the coast of British Columbia, including the largest, of course, which is the port of Vancouver. Um, Greater Vancouver Board of Trade said yesterday that there are 63,000 shipping containers stuck on vessels waiting at BC Port. 63,000. And that could hit a quarter of a million if we let this drag on to the end of the month. Earlier this week, the minister said, listen, the gap between the union and the employer at this point is not big enough to justify the continuation of this work stoppage. Let's get something in front of the two sides that they can vote on. Um, premiers across the province, everybody uh, pretty much on board saying this has to end and it has to end soon. One of the groups that's added their name to the list is the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. They're saying enough is enough, like many other groups. Annie Dormuth is the Director of Provincial Affairs with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business for BC and Alberta. And she joins us now. Annie, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, always great to talk to you. So you've done a bit of work, done uh, done the surveys that you do with uh, independent business across the country and, and found out just how much of an impact this is having. What are they telling you in terms of the impact this port strike is having on business in our country? Well, pretty much since the strike began, if you can believe it, that was on July 1st, Canada Day, the CFIB has been strongly calling for federal action and federal action quickly, um, mainly looking at, of course, other labor tools at their disposal, looking at, of course, a return to work uh, legislation if needed. But of course, you know, as you kind of, as the, as the time ticks down here on that agreement, it is everyone's hope that, um, of course, an agreement can be met today. And of course, that is ratified by the union. Yeah, and, and I guess we just we got to wait and see what happens with that. But um, you know, reading the survey that you put out, about half, about half are saying, "Yeah, we're being impacted already." And and that's not to say that the other half isn't, because thirty three percent would say we're not sure just yet. But it looks like the majority of Canadian businesses know that this is having a big impact on the way they operate, right? Well, that's exactly the case, and it's important to keep in mind that actually some of the uh, provinces closer to BC and BC is actually a little bit higher than that 50% national average. Uh, 62% of Alberta businesses, small businesses, do say that they have been negatively impacted, and uh, 82% do say that the federal government does need uh, stronger action to end this strike quickly. Um, and it's important to note as this, as this continues on, and hopefully we do not get into, I would have to say, week three of this, um, we are quite concerned that this will start to have a uh, an impact on consumers as well. Well, of course, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're we're already seeing that. Like, I, I know some businesses have reported, you know, that some of the things they're trying to sell to their consumers they can't get their hands on. And and then, you know, Annie, we also talk about the, the number of you know components or or parts or or things that are needed in order to do manufacturing. I mean, it, it the, the the effects you can just see how they continue to spread out right across the country with this one breakdown. 
Well, that's exactly the case. And you mentioned the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. I was actually at that announcement uh, in BC yesterday. Um, they estimate that around $9 billion worth of trade has been disrupted uh, since the strike began. And they have a great calculator they that do. is actually by the day <laughs> and time calculating how much this is costing, I would have to say, the Canadian economy um, as, as long as this goes on for um, and it's important to note that, um, of course, um, while we appreciate the minister stepping in here as of late, uh, it does not guarantee an agreement or an end to the strike. Um, so as, 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 as we're all hopeful as we, as we tick down the clock here, um, what we are really hoping for is the federal government will be armed, uh, with that legislation to return to work. Yeah. Annie, what's your understanding on what we've seen from the minister? Is this part of a process that needs to take place? I mean, we don't have, you know, parliament would have to be recalled and all of that. So it, what, what's happening now with the forced, um, settlement recommendation from the media, whatever you want to call it, putting that before the the two sides. Is that step one in a process that you think may lead to an end? Well, that that is our hope, but yeah. it's important to keep in mind this is not the first, you know, work stoppage or strike that has happened at one of Canada's major ports. The Port of Montreal a couple of years ago also went through a strike like this, and I think the federal government was more quick to act on either, uh, you know, forcing both sides to come to an agreement, and they actually enacted back-to-work legislation to end that strike. So I, I'm, I, I know there's a lot of political considerations out yeah. there right yeah. now that we won't get into, um, but obviously, you know, I would have to say maybe the climate is a little bit different from two years ago that we're not seeing uh, more stronger action from the feds. And, and any, I mean, we're, we're past the point, like, this needed to be done last week, right? It's not like we have every minute that goes by costs millions of dollars to the economy. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, in my opinion, I think that uh, the federal government probably should have acted a little bit more quickly to even get both sides to force an agreement or try to force an agreement. Um, you know, that should have happened, I would have to say, in the early early days and early weeks of this strike. We're now encroaching, uh, you know, nearly the two-week mark. And uh, the further that this goes on, again, I mean, no one wants to see the impacts of supply chain challenges that we saw during the pandemic. No one wants to see that, especially when, of course, businesses, consumers are all trying to cope with the impacts of inflation. And we are in a bit of an affordability crisis here across the entire yeah. country. No one wants to see this. We all want to see this. And um, and hopefully it will soon. You know, and you make a good point. And I mean, hey, full credit to the union. You want it. You want to strike while the iron's hot or when you have the most leverage. And if you take a look at it, like you say, we're, I mean, we're not rock solid when it comes to supply chains. We know that's been an issue ever since the pandemic. You got the cost of living. It's, it's sort of the opportune time for them, but that means the rest of all, the rest of us suffer because it's making a bad situation worse. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, supply chains have just kind of started to, to recover here. Uh, talking with my colleagues, other business associations in Vancouver yesterday at the announcement, I think one of them did say that for every day that there is such a work stoppage at the ports of BC, it's going to take two to three days to actually recover. So, I mean, even if this ends, you know, throughout the weekend here, I anticipate it's still going to be another couple of weeks before they close the backlog and get the supply chains moving again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's turned into such a mess. Annie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.